Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons are found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast where... I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero till the morning light. She's gotta be strong and she's gotta be fast and she's gotta for sure be a dyke. I yes. need a hero. She does gotta for sure be a dyke. Let's be she's real. She's gotta for sure be. Listen. Let's be real. Yes. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Helms Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are so excited about our trip to Croatia next September. We have five spots left on that trip. So if you want to sign up, you can do that at bit.ly slash Croatia. We also want to remind everyone that in season six, we have started releasing bonus episodes for our Patreon supporters. You get those at any level of Patreon support. Our last one that came out a couple weeks back was on Everything Everywhere All at Once. And our newest one coming out today is on Fire Island. We had so many thoughts about this movie. You're going to want to check it out. If you want to join our Patreon to get access to all those episodes, uh, this was our seventh, I think, bonus Patreon episode. You can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We were nominated for a Queer Tea Award. Voting is over, but we will find out tomorrow if we have won an award or not. So we will let you know. I'll be on the Incredible. red carpet. Can't wait. Fingers crossed. I miss Lee, but I will be going to the red carpet, so I will keep you all updated. I am socials. extremely jealous and uh, I'm very upset sad about the whole thing. I'm very sad. I was really looking forward to just, like matching suits, you know. Listen, like, really I the next time we're together in person, we're we, we just someone invite some us to another suits. red carpet. Please. Okay, that's all. Please. <laughs> Please. Okay. Also, we want to make sure everyone knows our next trivia event is gonna be coming up on March twenty-sixth. It is gonna be yellow jackets premiere trivia so we are going to be leading up to the season two yellow jackets premiere on the night of the 26th with trivia on season one of yellow jackets so march 26 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific we are so excited in the greater lives universe there is a new study that came out that said there's a surprisingly large amount of lgbtq plus people in the united states i'm not surprised are you lee 
I am 0% surprised. 0%. I just did a poll of myself and my surprise level was 0%. 7.2% of the population identify as LGBTQ+. We love a mouthful of an LGBTQ acronym. And most of that 7.2% is listening to the show right now. So hi, everyone. Hey. We love you. <laughs> Also in the greater Liz universe, we want to give a shout out to Rebel Wilson just got engaged. I also am going to say like girl move gay fast. Yes, very fast. I was just going to say like when did she came when did she come out officially? Like this is such a gay story like she like came out. I need to I need to know. This is the first woman I think she's ever been with and she was just like I'm in love and like got engaged and blah, blah, blah. So it's a very gay story in our real Okay, life. she came out in like June of last year. Oh, yeah. I told you. It's fast. Yeah. It's a very fast. fast gay timeline. We we have nothing it. but respect. Love it. Rebel did it right. Also, I saw that Rachel Weiss is going to be playing a lesbian gynecologist, which like dreams come true for all of us. Has anyone yes. checked in on Lauren Flans? Is she okay? <laughs> is she okay? Are you okay, Lauren? <laughs> send us a message <laughs> blink twice if you're okay lauren <laughs> that's what's happening this week back to you ellie and lee thanks ellie and lee we are so excited to bring you episode 14 of season six dyke in shining armor i am very excited for this episode because we have actually had this on our list of things we needed to talk about since our first season yeah, from even before our first season we were started. Like, we this need is to from our this. our very first list of ideas, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe let's say like what is a dyke in shining armor to you, Lee? What is your definition of a dyke in shining armor? It's a, it's a knight in shining armor but a lesbian. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that sorry, that's was good. that not that's good. Clear? It's it should a, be clear. Yeah, yeah. Was that clear? Well, to me I it's thought... to me it's like <laughs> To me, no, tell me what you mean. Yeah, I know. Give me, give me the example. What are you going for here? Like to me, it's like she a dyke. Um, yes. I- <laughs> to me, it's just like a queer woman. I feel like not only saves other women, but like feels like it is her only purpose in life mm. to mm. save people. Okay, and women, fair, right? That's like yeah. to me the dyke in shining armor. I mean, also from, I guess, from the other side of it, because we're going to talk about some media dykes in shining armor. I think there's that other side of like, are you a woman who's listening to the show who's like, all I want is a like hefty dyke to come (laughs) save me and like fix my furniture and like sweep me away. You know, like I think there's like you sort of have both sides of it when you talk about a dyke in shining armor. Like there's. The dyke who saves, and then there's the lesbian who is saved. The lesbian in a tower, right? Brushing her hair. Yeah, there's like the Rapun- the Rapunzel in the dyke in shining armor. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. So I get, I get, I guess I see what you're going for more. You're like, what does a dyke in shining armor mean to me? Right? Yes, yes. What does a dyke in shining armor mean to me? I guess. Boy, if somebody wanted to sponsor us for saying Dyke this episode, this is going to be great. <laughs> there is something in the like, like the quintessential hero, right? Like you're chivalrous, you're selfless, you're like you put others before yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I and also it. have a sword, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes your standard, have a sword. Your standard stuff. <laughs> sword. Gun. 
rope, sure. you know, whatever they, yeah. whatever they've got. <laughs> this is like a game of Clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where was? Oh the my dyke god! When she can saved? somebody? Can we make like a special Clue adi- like Dyke and Shining Armor edition? We should, right? Yes. Right. We and you can have should. all the different all the different weapons they might have. Mm-hmm. Okay, what famous media lesbian wields a candlestick? We just we gotta figure this out. <laughs> Hmm. I feel like a candlestick would be someone reported of a lady on fire. Mm, you know, you would need true. like an old school, old, old school gay to be with a candlestick. We can listen. We, we can work this through, work. We can work through it. We yeah, can yeah. do this. I'm going to look up all the clue things because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting them all well, I'm already. Like, we are going to talk about bound there's today. There's a knife. So I'm like, there's there's, a, there's um, no sword. So we'd have to replace the wait, knife with a sword. Isn't the woman from bound, her name's Corky? Yeah. So Corky would be the rope. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah, the candlestick is one of the women from Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> the gun is Nicole Hot. Sure, sure. Sword sword could be uh Xena. You sword know. Xena. We've got a wrench. Oh, Corky could should be the wrench, actually. Corky should for sure be the wrench. Cor- Corky should definitely be the wrench. Uh and then what else? The gun, the rope, the pipe. See, there's this is just a definitive reason why Clue needs to be gay, because what? It's just a bunch of queer plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? I love it. What's her name? The carpenter from the L word could be one of them. Yeah. With the wrench, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's limitless possibilities here. Okay. Limitless. But I like it. Yes. Let's discuss um, after we figure out this clue board. Why do, we, why do you think Dykes in Shining Armor is... Such a trope. Well, so here's what I think is interesting about this is like we have had this on our list for so long. Like we've been we've been keeping this excellent pun in our back pocket for six years now. Right. And it's interesting because I feel like part of the reason that we haven't sat down and done an episode on it is that we talk about this a lot. Right. Like we mm-hmm. have so many episodes where this idea has come up where we've where we've kind of like touched on it here and there. And it's such a fascinating thing to me because it is it feels like it is really common, right? Like yes. I feel like this idea, this archetype of a queer character is very common. And sometimes I also feel like it is elusive in certain ways like I don't know I feel like it's weird when I sit down because I'm like I feel like there's a lot of them and then also when I when you sit down to try to make a list I'm like or am I just like imagining (laughs) but okay here's my thing I think this is such a trope because I think queers are like this in real life like it's multi-layered, right? Lee, I feel like you're you are like this. I for you sure am. are a dyke in shining armor. And that is okay. But like I feel like even in a way, so like when you when you think about it on screen, right? Like when we talk about this, like if you talk about Xena, right? That's like right. literally a full-on dyke saving people like with a sword, right? That's like on the nose, like this is a dyke in shining armor. But I feel like this trope exists because, number one, I think, like, relationships in general, even if they're not queer, there's, like, one person who tends to be the, like, protector and another one who's, like, the protected. 
Mm. And that's a gross generalization that I know is very heteronormative. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I and I think it, it can change. Like I think people can switch off. But I do think when you care about someone, you want to save them. Quote unquote. Yeah. When you care about someone and they're in a precarious situation, you want to be the person to save them. You're not going to be like, oh, let me let that other person save them. Like you are like, I'm when gonna, you even when if you it's an emotional save, even and if it's an emotional getting, save, you know, possibly murdered by the mafia. Like, yeah, you just want to you step just want to. Yeah. You just want to <laughs> step in and kidnap sure. them. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know, like, but I just feel like that's a it's a human desire to like protect I, someone is, you love. Here's where I think here's where I think the issue is, is for me with this. And I don't I'm not saying I have an answer because I don't think I've ever um super I don't know that I have a conclusion here yet. I feel like that's what we're going to we're going to come that's to a conclusion. Po- yeah, we're going to talk about it. Over the course let's of this it. episode. Toge- we're going to do it together, Ellie. Yes, let's do it. I need like a thermometer that reads like heteronormativity and I need to know where this lands on mm-hmm. it because the thing that I think is hard is I feel like especially when you get into the more like millennial and up queers, I feel like the idea of the like the knight in shining armor who comes in and saves the fair princess, like we just talked about, like that's outdated. Yes, the patriarchy in a nutshell, right? Like that's it. That is problematic. And what is hard sometimes is how do you have one of those things without? The other right because how do you allow the empowering stance on womanhood and femininity that allows for the dyke and shining armor without scrapping the completely dismissive and belittling stance of those things that is the maiden who needs to be rescued <laughs> right yes but to but to uh, like I also think like some media has done better a better job of this it at has. like well, at like and, making it less black and white but I also yes. do feel like there are dynamics that exist in this world where there is a butch lesbian who who is with a very femme lesbian who likes the fact that her butch lover takes care of her and but I it also, also think that's okay. You don't have to Do you know be I mean? butch. Like, or that's even if the they're other not butch. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like, that's why I said like the dynamics of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, like, I get it. I get what you mean. But, but that is like sort of a heteronormative relationship within a queer community. Yes. And I also think it's possible to have the Dyke and Shining armor exist completely outside of that dynamic. And that's why, that's why I want to talk about it because I feel like it's interesting. I, I feel like we will sort of structure our conversation around examples of this in the media. But I do think what we're discussing is like, this is a real thing. Like this exists. This is out there. Like there are like these, they walk among us. <laughs> these dykes in shining <laughs> armor. If you're, the if dykes you're out are there, real. if you're out there, let us know. If you, let us know. If you are, if, you know how they say like like femme for femme or like butch for butch or whatever it's like if yeah. you're a dyke for dyke right if you are I need two like, dykes in shining armor that are together like honestly great save each other like are, i don't are think are you a dsa to, searching for dsa yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like i don't think it has to exist you're right i don't think it has to exist on like this is the knight and this is the princess there are so many 
But I, but like, I also think that's what's fucking awesome about queer relationships is like, cause one day you could be the knight and the next day you could be the princess if you fucking want. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's okay. I just think it's cool. That's all. Um, but yes. It is cool. Although my question is if you have two dykes in shining armor dating each other, whose cape goes over the puddle on the ground? Like, who, do you fight? They do you hold layer them, them together. Yeah, they hold them together. <laughs> yeah. they, they each hold one sides. Yeah, yeah, they take turns. <laughs> you can walk over two whole bottles, yes. okay? <laughs> well, there's also like a chivalry of it, right? Like, I don't know, like of like a, as much as we want to like fight against some of these like patriarchal things, it's also like, okay, so like there are also lesbians who like want to be a gentleman. Yeah. Right? And like gentleman is a gendered word, but there's like, right? There are queer women who like want to hold the door who want to put their cape on the puddle like and so like yeah like that's I think that's that's like the best real life I feel like version of it that we can talk about but let's talk about some media examples because it's like I think it will help okay sort our conversation so I was trying to think of some older examples for us like classic who are like the ogs mm-hmm. right like the og dsa is out there um i i we like mentioned that you've already, to dsa i'm i'm gonna make it happen <laughs> Listen, this is gonna be a thing i think my og for me is xena obviously mm-hmm. as we said like how do you i mean come on she's flipping all over the place left and right she's got a sword she's got a chakram she's got a horse she's just she's she's a dsa She's a That's warrior it. She princess. She is a warrior. Yes. Right? Like, yes. it leaves very little. Yeah, I'm like, not necessarily shining armor. Yeah. But, like, she's definitely wearing some sort of armor. A little skimpy armor. <laughs> but we <laughs> little, got the armor. A little, little leather skirt armor. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, we got something armor. going on. Yeah. she's She does take pristine care of it, though. So, you know, I bet that is like spit shine, that leather. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can see your face in that. <laughs> I still have not watched Xena. I'm so sorry. Ellie. As we're talking about this, I really feel like that has to be my next rewatch. Next complete watch. Because I just feel like we would have a, we got to do it for less essentials at some point. So I I guess we've done a should have been gay on it. We've done a should have been gay on it. I know. But also like, I feel like when you go back and rewatch Xena, I feel like I should go back and rewatch Xena because I haven't, to be fair, I haven't watched it in years last time I watched it through I was in grad school I think it was like my first year of grad school and I had so I watched it in grad school I hadn't watched it since I was like a kid when it I used to watch it when I when like they were airing when I was young and I had forgotten how absolutely bonkers crazy some of that show is and especially like how off the rails it got at the end it is wild and I don't feel like you're ready for it so I gotta I I mean it's like probably like when I did my Buffy watch and I was just like I don't really like I know it's a good show but I don't really know what I'm getting into and then I was like what is happening but I love it yeah but it's not as good as Buffy I (laughs) people are gonna come after me for saying that it's not as good of like it's fun it's so much fun to watch I don't think it's as it takes itself less serious. seriously. Yes, I, I think, think that's maybe that's a better way to say. Yeah, it. I yeah, think yeah. it takes itself less seriously than Buffy does. It's campier no. than Buffy is, but it's it's so it's fun and it's crazy. So in Xena, because I haven't seen it, there is obviously the Xena and Gabrielle dynamic. Do you yes. feel like that's like DSA? They're both, they're and... both DSAs. They're DSA okay, for DSA. So you feel like all this, this is DSA bitch. for Come DSA. <laughs> Was there ever a time? In the series where you felt like Gabrielle was princess. Yeah, she starts out very... And then it, like, sort of evolved, right? 
Well, she starts out a little, like, naive. She's a little, you know, she's got these sparkly eyes and a, a heart that believes in the good in the world. And she gets a little, like, battle-hardened over time. So it's like, I don't, the thing is, I don't think she starts out less chivalrous. She mm-hmm. doesn't start, she doesn't start out less, like, less willing to step in and save others or willing to put herself on the line to set, to save others. She just starts out a little less, you know, hardened, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's interesting because I would say they are both Dykes and Shining Armor, but I think they have very different vibes, like very As different we all do styles. in the queer community. Two, no two Dykes and Shining Armor are quite no, alike. No, none are the same. <laughs> um, well, no, because Xena's very, like, gruff, you know? Like, she's kind of over it. She's cold. She's colder in a way. Like, she'll still save people, but she'll kind of, like, save them and then be like, okay, and, like, just ride off, you know? And be like, yeah. I don't need your thanks. <laughs> yes. Like, maybe stop being attacked and just, like, ride away. <gasps> <laughs> and, like, Gabrielle is less of that. Like, you know, Gabrielle will be like, let me stay and make sure you're okay and learn your life story and, like, bake you some food, you know? I don't know. I mean, honestly, it sounds like a power couple to me. They are. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're yes, but, okay, so what do, you, what do you find, like, from that OG thing? What... What do, how does that inform your Dykes and Shining Armor? I think it is, it's always interesting to me that so many of the, so many of the stories that are out there that are all about, like, empowering female characters, right? Because, like, that's what Xena was, like, billed as, right? Xena wasn't billed as a dyke. Um, yeah, she Even was, though but she, she <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the, the tagline was not that. And so I always think it's funny that, like, a huge amount of these, like, empowering female characters, right? Like, same... I mean, not the the Dyke and Shining Armor part necessarily, but, like, the same with, like, Katniss and, like, all this stuff. Like, a huge part of that type of a character is this idea that, like, you don't need a man to save you. You can save yourself. And there's just something about that that, like, is gay. Yes. <laughs> like, there, it, it's why so many times when people are like, this is just a strong female character, like, on our should have been gays. And we're like, yeah, which, it, it to be fair, is a little gay. gay. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. a bit gay, honestly. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, too, is like, okay, so you have, like, <laughs> you have a strong female character who can save themselves, but also saves other women. Right? So yes. it's like, so you yes. have, have this thing where you've sort of replaced the man with this DSA. Well, and in the media landscape, like in In the the stories that we have been telling, like Xena would not have, Xena in the past would just have been like, I don't know, Hercules. Like, isn't Hercules like similarly timed that show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They aired like simultaneously. Yeah. She was a a spinoff of Hercules. Yeah. And here's where I think it gets interesting to me because Xena, as we know, canonically, like, really should have been gay like was intended to be gay couldn't be made gay with you know like what what could, would get approved on air i'm curious to know like when they started the show was the was that the intention or was it just that you made this character who then obviously was so gay because <laughs> i think that's probably it i mean i i it makes sense to me but it also is so funny to me if that's the case that you would be like let's write a strong female oops that clearly is gay yeah, like yeah. like it's so unavoidable in some ways that it's funny to me that it's so much 
it's still so like people miss it still so often. Do you know what I mean? That you still get so many characters who are written to just be, I'm this strong woman. And they don't seem to see how gay they've made them by being like, I don't need or want a man. Yeah, it's um, like, okay, so definition, you are gay. <laughs> you yeah, don't right. want you don't want men and you surround yourself yeah. with women and you like try to put yourself in all these you put yourself constantly in situations where like you are saving the damsel in distress like you're gay well and where you run into this big problem where i think a lot of media still does not know how to write a dynamic in a heteronormative relationship with With a character like that like with that is well, so, just with with, with any, any sort of strong woman yes. that is so accurate because I I mean I literally was just thinking I was like wait why are they only saving women I'm like because I feel like we can't like okay if Xena saved a man right I don't know if she did and whatever but like say she saved a man then like you've emasculated that man and like we as a society can't handle right. that and right. if you emasculate the man quote unquote then he must be gay so how are you going to have him be with Xena? Right. Right? Like, it just, like, completely... I would actually or, love to see a freaking straight woman in shining armor save a straight man damsel in distress and, like, yeah. get that. Like, that would turn some shit around. I mean, I'm here you for know, that. You know what? You know what I'll say is maybe one of the few times where I think they managed to pull something close off is the mummy. I'm going to say oh my God, the mummy. Yes, I fucking love Bisexual the mummy. awakening everywhere. Yes. I think the mummy's probably the closest that you can come. I think he manages to be rescued well, right? Yes. But it's still it's hard when you still have to then go for the like and he's dipping her down in a yeah. big sensual kiss. Like it's so hard to shy away from even if you try to write a character who is like that, who is strong, who is powerful, who is saving people from the need to still make her be the romantic heroine princess. Yeah. Right? It's almost unavoidable. So that's that's where I think we land for me with Xena is it's why I don't think there was a convincing male romantic interest for Xena. They kind of did for Gabrielle, but Gabrielle, I think, uh, again, always started out a little less on that front for me. But I think I think Xena is a really interesting place to start to then examine, like, where do you start to see these other types Deviations. of characters yeah. being written? And especially where do you start to see them as they start explicitly making them being gay? gay? Because yeah, yeah. it opens so many doors. So many doors. I will say <laughs> people are going to come for us about Xena because they still, like, on TikTok, they're like, Xena is gay. And it's like, okay, yes. But, but like we gonna, we're going to talk about Debs which is like Debs is a lot gayer than Xena. D- yes. Debs is like explicitly like you said explicitly gay. We are talking about fucking gay spies, gay evil villains. And so you okay so you think that Lucy Diamond and oh my god what's her name? Yeah, Amy. Okay, so both of them I think are Dykes in Shining Armor, no? Well, can we call someone a dyke in shining armor when they're when a they're villain? villain? Does morality factor into the DSA archetype? I mean, it's a good, it's question. A good question. I think, I think you can still call a villain a DSA because if I, she if she rescues the girl, 
Yeah, because don't do you not think that Lucy Diamond rescued Amy from heteronormativity? <laughs> Did she not rescue her from her stupid Did boyfriend? Did she not rescue her from her stupid boyfriend? Yes, she, she quote didn't. unquote kidnapped. She didn't really kidnap her, right? right? They she left of her own accord. And I I think in a way she saved her from her from her own life. That's why like I find if we look at Dykes and Shining Armor in a more like generally saving people way, you'll see that most queers are Dykes and Shining Armor in some way. Does that make sense? Like, it's like you don't have to like physically have saved someone from death to save them. That's maybe that that's dramatic. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Save. You save them in in like a Jesus sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a like a Haley Kiyoko lesbian Jesus kind of saving. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Save. Lucy Diamond there on the beach. It was there that I carried you kind yes. of saving. Exactly. Okay, fine. Exactly. <laughs> You probably wrote this saying Amy's that I can shining armor. I was thinking, thinking Amy when I wrote yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But to me, Lucy is my Dyke and Shining Armor. Is that just because you want to be yes, saved? Yes, that's by because Lucy I want to be saved by Lucy Diamond. But <laughs> yes. I think that I do think that morality But do Lucy you Diamond's... also want to be saved by Amy because you've got a thing for blondes, so it's not... Yes. I could be saved by either of them, honestly. <laughs> I'd be... I'm both of okay. them at the same time. I'd be very happy. Great. We can do this. Great. But so so what do you think is different between Xena and Debs? Like what, when you see this evolution. Okay, let's talk about the evolution. I guess what's interesting is that they're very similar, actually. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. Lucy is a little bit more uh, morally in a gray area than I think Xena is for a lot of the series. But I think in the context, especially when you compare Amy and Gabrielle, right, you get a lot of similar things of they're both heroes. They're both heroic. They're both morally extremely good people in terms of their character. They're both willing to go out and put their lives on the line. They're both a little naive of the world, right? Yep. They're both a little about to become a whole heck of a lot gayer. Gayer, yeah. As gay as they possibly can. Sure. And I feel like Xena and Lucy, you could draw a lot of parallels there between the, like, I'm more battle-hardened and I have, you know, lost Lots a of lot of the... lesbian exes. <laughs> <laughs> we give we us it. Xena's Russian ex. This is what we want. <laughs> yeah, I just... No, I, I feel like in the sense of... They're a little, they're they're grittier, you know, mm-hmm. of characters. Is that how we can describe Lucy Diamond? She's so campy. But I'm going to go with it. I'm I'm rolling with this. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, now I feel like you're selling me on It's Lucy. I don't know. It's Lucy. She <laughs> saved her. Uh, and she saves her at the, again at the end. She does. Also, like. <laughs> and she knows how to, like, wield a gun, you know. Yeah, she she, she has all the skills that a Dyke in Shining Armor needs. Yeah. But, um. Another thing I sort of want to talk about because I'm I'm feeling it happen to me is like, how do you feel when you are watching a Dyke in Shining Armor trope? Because I am like, I'm like, oh, she saved her. Like, I love it. I eat that shit up. I'm like, please show me some lesbians saving each other. You know Um, what I mean? Like, as a trope, I'm obsessed with it. Here's the thing. I think way too much of me is shaped by having watched too many Disney movies Mm -hmm. where the prince comes in and saves the day and not super understanding 
as we talked about when we watched Jojo Siwa <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. All right, here we go. Not <sighs> super understanding why I didn't quite want to be the princess in that scenario. And so to me, there's just always something incredibly validating about mm-hmm. a dyke in shining armor. Always. Always. Yep. Just always. you wanted to be the prince, is what you're saying. 100,000%. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there's there's something about that portrayal and that portrayal over time more and more frequently becoming gayer and gayer that I'm just... Like, Here yeah, for. eat that yeah. shit up, yeah, yeah. man. Just spoon it to me endlessly. I'm happy. Yes. I think I'm more here for the villain turned in. Like, that's the thing, too, while I'm talking about Lucy Diamond. I don't know yeah. what it is. I'm turned. I'm I'm into the villain turning into the savior. I have a theory for you, Ellie. Let's psychoanalyze each other. Oh, God. Episode. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's do. Let's. We're therapizing here. Here okay? we go. I have a theory because here's what I here's what just popped into my head as we were talking about Lucy Diamond. And I was like, why was that not my immediate inclination? Because I think I'm getting caught up in the moral aspect of it. Mm. And I think what you're latching on to more immediately, especially with with Lucy and Debs, is the idea of somebody who will protect their person against anything. Yes. Right? Like no Lucy might want are. to rob the world and vaporize Australia but she will not let a single hair on Amy's head be harmed right yes I'm and like, I feel like that's me, what you're yes. that to you is the immediate like yeah a hero yes because she's gonna save her person yes right and I don't care what else she does <laughs> You're like, take out whoever's in your do way. I don't care what they did, baby girl. You go for it. You like, I'm fine with it as long as like you're gonna save me. Yeah. That's it. Well, and maybe maybe that factors in a little bit too. And and this is why it's occurring to me as we roll into what I think is our other sort of OG example of this, which mm. is bound, right? Because similar, which definitely. I would quirky. not argue that either of them are are great pious people. <laughs> yeah. Not. This is not the sound of music. No, not going to win any church awards here, but the protection of your person element is strong. strong. High, high marks, A plus marks on do what you got to do yes. at whatever cost to protect your person. Yes. So maybe maybe that's what we're refining our definition of a dyke in shining armor closer to well, now, that, right? And that's, I think, what I was asking at the beginning. Like, that's how I see it is, like, yeah. it's more specific, like, which is, like, also, like, the the dyke portion of it, I think, too, because, like, you could be a knight, but, like, who are you saving? Right. <laughs> mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. But you know what I'm saying. I like that. Like, and I, but I think, like, okay, so bound, morally ambiguous, but they're saving each other. Let's talk a little bit about Nicole Hot. Okay. Because or did you want to talk more about bound? Because no, I, I, I don't. I actually want to say, because what I think is interesting is most of the, so we also made a, a list of like kind of more recent examples of this, and there's a lot more of them. I mean, I just threw a couple examples down quickly, but I think there's probably more even than a we lot, wrote down yeah. here. And the one that I want to highlight quickly is actually the only one that jumps out at me super clearly for, for that dynamic of 
morally, eh, where do you land as a person? But the protecting of the person that you care about. I was actually going to say the handmaiden because we just talked Mm. about that with Suki being, you know, that kind of she rides in on her white fucking horse to be like, let me destroy all of these books and take you away from here and save you. And Hideko absolutely responds in that. Yes. My, my hero. Suki, my yeah, hero. my Suki. Um, but also, and- Hideko is not helpless. No, not at all. Right. So it's like it is like that's why I like the dynamic where it's where it yeah feels fluid. Yeah, Suki at certain points saves Hideko, but Hideko also like poisons a man to get away from him to leave and be with Suki. You know, so like it's like you know they're both doing what they gotta do. Yeah. On the Shira front, I do see where you're going for. Uh, if you're talking as about well. morally ambiguous, like Catra, but also like yeah. we've already talked about that in Essential. It's like Catra's towards- like none, nobody on the planet can hurt you, but me. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one who will completely destroy you. But it's okay. It's okay. But I want to talk about Nicole Hot because I think Nicole Hot and Winona Earp is an example of like this is like a good person who saves people in general. Yeah. Right? So, like, but when she saves Waverly, it's different. Yeah. Oh, God. Those two. Listen. I know. Love them. But I... I also feel like Waverly had such a, like, good transition from being a little bit more damsely. Into, she like, did. But co- it's coming still, into Nicole, her own. Nicole, Nicole is, is the protector in yes. that dynamic i mean there's just no two ways around it and also you know the other thing that's that's interesting to me about at looking at winona herb given that we were just talking about how it's so hard for shows to write the heroic female into a heteronormative romance kind of storyline is i do think winona herb does that as Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, what I think is interesting to me is it's so interesting to look at a show like that. And I get it. I I get the idea of wanting to say, hey, Winona Earp is a show about an extremely flawed heroic female lead yeah i get that but i do also think that it's interesting how much about winona's flaws open the doors for her hetero romances whereas nicole hot is an unflawed hero (laughs) 
and therefore she's gay. Therefore she's <laughs> right? Gay. Like, try to imagine Nicole Hot's character being interested in a man. You can't. can't. You can't do can't. it. Right? It just doesn't work. It yes, doesn't work. Because I don't... she's a DSA and yes. Winona is <laughs> yes. not a D. It's <laughs> not. Yes. And I just, I think that there's something really, I feel like we're we're so close to this like fundamental truth, <laughs> nugget of truth. You know, fundamental truth about Danks and fundamental armor. truth yes. about the world, which is yes. that like if you are a hero and if you're good, perfect, you're, you're gonna be gay. <laughs> <laughs> which is that the gays are perfect. The never gays changed, yes. are perfect. We've found it. If We've we don't want to change it. a thing okay. about you, you're gay. <laughs> you're gay. <laughs> uh... No, but also if you're a villain, you're gay. So the answer is we're all gay. We're all gay. We're all um, gay. We were no, so close. We had it. We it was really there and were, it slipped away it from us. It was there and it know? just, yeah, it just, it just went away. But I mean, I think it's, I think for Nicole Hot, it's like the devotion aspect mm. is also super gay. Like, I don't know. There's something about like all of the characters that we've sort of talked about so far. There's something that's like very gay about being like singularly focused on, a, on woman. <laughs> a woman. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, I'm not like. No, no, I have no idea, Ellie, why that would and be. And that's not like something obvious, that we might be into. <laughs> right? Like, and that's not to say, like, I'm like, that's a very, like, monogamous thing to say as well. But, but, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, a dyke who's like, I'm so in love with this woman. I am going to show her that I am the person who's going to sweep her off her feet and like take her away and like be the person who like she never has to worry again because I'm here yeah like there's something singularly gay about that type there's it's so gay it's also I mean it's so hard especially for Waverly and Nicole it's so hard to get away from the thing that I think is so let's be Listen, listen, gays, let's all be incredibly honest with ourselves right now. There is something so appealing about the whole storyline of being like, wow, you have had an absolute fucking dud of a boyfriend and I'm going to treat you right. And that's and I am going to be cast in the light that that character gets cast as the unkillable, unlike wavering. Yep. Just rock solid, steady. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, of course, that's appealing. That's mm-hmm. that's fucking crack for us. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's, that, just that inject is... it straight into our veins. You see it, please, and you're like, thank you. You're like, yes, yeah. this is it. This and and especially yeah. because there's there then there's the whole aspect of it where it's like oh and ha- has Waverly questioning her sexuality and ha- like yeah yeah okay fine just fucking spoon feed us everything we've ever wanted why don't you yep. <laughs> okay. I mean but this also does bring me back to one of our first episodes ever about talking about straight girls because like there is also then when we talk about this there's like a fine line here yes where you are also creating a character and an archetype. That is like, I'm better than your boyfriend. <laughs> right? Like, but also like that's sort of danger. It is a little dangerous. As much as like, I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it because we're gay and like, yeah, we're better. They're also like, if you turn yourself into this thing that you're not, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that this that this person who's been with the shitty boyfriend is going to be like, yeah, I'm right. gay. But if you act but, like that man, with a girl when who's they already do, gay, I know it's when, fucking great. But <laughs> when they do, it just it hits different. It just hits different. <laughs> it does. It does. It's but like, so but that is such a thing that it, like, I mean, there's like. There's like a comedian who did a whole bit about it that was so funny, but I can't remember who they were and I feel so bad. But like they did a whole bit about how like, so I've been dating a woman who like has only dated men before me and like the bar is so low. Oh God, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about because I have also seen those clips and I'm yeah. blanking on the name you're as like, well. Yeah, it's like almost like a dyke in shining armor is like, I'm going to be a quote unquote prince. Like I'm going to be like what a man should be quote unquote protect it, protector but better but better but better and like that that toes a line like we talked about at the beginning of a bit problematic but also we eat that shit up right cuz you're like well, so and- so this is just a heteronormative relationship but a woman is in it instead. And because what I think is interesting is that same dynamic of absolutely Nicole is the protector in that relationship. And also absolutely she gets saved by Waverly sometimes mm-hmm. because that can happen. <laughs> that can happen in a gay pairing that is so hard to allow to happen in straight pairings. You know, it's just it's. But I think that's the thing that such needs a different to- dynamic. Yes. That's the thing that needs to happen to make the Dyke in Shining Armor be less problematic. Yeah. There has to be like a back and forth in our media in particular. And then I feel like also like- Because otherwise it's too heteronormative. Yes. Because otherwise it's like, okay, so are we just watching a gay relationship, but you threw a woman as a stand-in for it? But like- I don't know. There's still are there examples you can think of like that. That's a curious thing. Like, uh, are there badly where... done Dyke and Shining armors? I don't know because I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like, not to me, bitches. They're all good. <laughs> no, I mean probably. There must to... be right. I mean, there definitely are, which I would just have to think about. Um, I feel like there's got to be like. Some examples in the L word that are probably problematic, let's be real. Oh, well, Jesus. I mean, name a non-problematic. <laughs> I know. Thing in the L word, let's be real. Like Helena Peabody? I'm sorry. I know, like, I'm saying problematic. Like, I feel like she is like, I'm going to take care of you, Tina. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, you're freaking me the fuck out. Helena Peabody gonna fight off the the dangers of the world with stacks of cold hard cash. But do you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a person who I'm like, okay, you are like, she's like acting like a protector to someone who like doesn't yeah. need to be yeah, protected. Yeah. That's what Helena I'm saying. Peabody like, never met a danger she couldn't buy yeah. off. <laughs> but she's like overbearingly protective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's like, that's what I think think about i don't know i'll think about it okay if you have ideas listeners please like please let us at us or email us or something who are your problematic dykes and shining armor because there have to be some out there yeah there definitely are well because that's that's what i'm saying like when it turns to be i think overbearing or like completely belittling your partner to be like your partner you act like you are the protector because you're you put your partner in a position that's like you always have to be saved that's codependent and not I also I think that's a problematic um approach I also think there are times 
where I really think the Dyke and Shining Armor trope can start skirting a lot closer to the Shane archetype, right? Of the, I know more than you and I can keep you safe from all the stuff that's out there. But in a kind of belittling yes kind of way or where the the dyke and shining armor persona can start to skirt towards that predatory yes kind of vibe right yeah absolutely i think that i think that's a much slipperier slope than than it could otherwise be for sure i think when like your whole personality turns into that (laughs) yeah then it can be but I think like if I think the reason why some of the people we're talking about and like the characters we're talking about fit into a a space where I am like oh I love this is because like all of the protection feels like it goes both ways and like it's coming from a place of like genuine just like, I love this person so much, I cannot let anything bad happen to them. Okay, while we're talking about that dynamic, which I know you were so into in in Debs, because I think yes. this is also the one of the more recent times that we talked about this on the podcast. Let's talk about School for Good and Evil. Mm. I mean, first of all, she's so fucking gay. <laughs> but A like, literal sword, a literal suit of armor. Yeah, doing yes. good, doing good. I mean, I love this dynamic too, because same thing, like, this is flipping stuff on its head, right? We have, quote-unquote, good and, quote-unquote, evil, right? We have one who's good, one who's evil, and the evil one- Two who are gay, okay. Both who are gay. Yeah. The evil one saves the good one, literally puts yep. herself in between uh, the, her f- friend, quote-unquote, her lover, and a dagger, and then afterwards, the other one freaking kills the person who yeah. hurt her friend. Like that, it's just Dyke and Shining Armor, like to the max. So compare, compare and contrast for me, um, School for Good and Evil to Debs. Let's do that. All right. Well, the only thing that sucks is School for Good and Evil isn't super, isn't gay enough. Oh, that's the I contrasting. Mean, come on. <laughs> but I do think um, you're trying to tell me they're not going home and getting under those sheets at the end of that movie. Lies. They definitely are. They're very similar. They're very similar, except I don't know, like, except I feel like Aggie's more gay, even though it's not gay enough. Well, because I think it's interesting because Lucy Diamond, now that we're now that we're going back to that, Lucy does fall. She gets closer to that predatory lesbian trope. Yes. Right. Yes. And neither Aggie or Sophie ever do because they're ostensibly straight. Um So also, like, is it better to let's, just, like... Let's just take a minute to laugh at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're not. So so it does... It gives them a very different dynamic, right? Because they they have to make it clear enough to Amy that Lucy is interested in her. And so you lean heavily on that, like, I'm checking you out. I'm flirting. I'm leaning true, in for true. the kiss. Like... And they don't they don't have any of that between uh between Sophie it's and Aggie, so right? Pure. It's yeah. so pure. It's a pure love. I know. But I wish it was a little less pure. <laughs> but that's all. Uh that's what fanfic is for, Ellie. That's what That's what fine. fanfic is for. Yeah, I mean I do feel like they protect each other without wanting anything from the other. 
which is also like another thing that's just like so beautiful about that Dykes and Shining Armor trope when you do it in a way that's like pure. Yeah. I will save you. I will protect you. And that's it. And also give them a sword. Give more lesbian swords is what we're saying. Give them a sword. (laughs) Give them them all the swords. Listen. Um, What other media representations do you want to talk about before we wrap up? Head to our Q&A. I feel like we should talk a little bit about my favorite little lesbians in Fear Street, mm-hmm. Sam and Dina. Because Dina, come on. Dina's a DSA. DSA. Girl that is trying girl. to save her girl everywhere she goes. Yes. They're like, I mean, you want to talk about, I will let nothing in this world or the next harm you. That's it. That's Dina. That's Dina right there to a T. I will save you from all the murderous ghosts that there may be. I will bring you back to life by sheer force of will alone. (laughs) And we eat that shit up. We do. She's a protector, man. She's a protector. Same same for, listen, while we're going for my horror gaze, same for um, Jamie. Oh, in yeah. Bly Manor, right? She's like, we are in a haunted ass house and I will still save you from everything. Mm-hmm. But then who saves who at the end, Ellie? Oh, it's so rough. Yeah. She's she, like, that's, uh, she'll do anything for her and then she like couldn't. <laughs> do you need to just uh, a, a little bit more? Just, it's so sad because she couldn't save her in the end. Also, so what, is it, is- what does it mean when you fail in protecting as a dyke in shining armor? Oh, Who do you become? What is your identity? Who even are you I anymore? I mean, I think I still think you're a dragon shining armor. Also, like, did she really fail? Well, no. I mean, you know, but to her, this is sort of random, but not okay. And hit me because it's not a dyke. But Lee, have you watched The Last of Us? I, I haven't. I've been keeping up on it. I cannot bring myself to watch it yet. <sighs> You have to. I know. I know. I know. Episode? This is a- th- I'm so well this is... aware of episode three. I know everything that happened in episode three. I've it... watched the clips. I felt like I was watching the gay fucking notebook. I was bawling <laughs> my eyes out uncontrollably. But my point here is Bill and Frank yeah. are also the male equivalent of Dykes in Shining Armor. Like fair, fair. He has literally built an entire home to protect him himself first, but then when his partner comes in, that moment where he literally says, I was never afraid until you were here wrecked me. Like that entire gay story. Can't be afraid when you've got nothing to lose. I know until you do. That entire gay story was just about two men protecting each other through the end of the world. And falling in love in between it. Like, that was, like, that really got me. So I just had to honorable mention that shit because that was probably the most beautiful gay love story I've ever seen in my entire life. And we, our entire show is about watching gay shit. Yeah. And it was, I was not prepared for it. (laughs) I was not. Uh. Um, But yes, other dykes. Also She-Ra, which we haven't talked, we sort of talked about. Yeah, She-Ra we mentioned. is literally a yeah. sword, a giant sword lesbian. A huge like, sword lesbian. It. Your yeah. whole personality is saving the world. But I feel like She-Ra also has some problematic things about herself, which she, like they dive into, right? Where like 
your entire self-worth doesn't have to be about protecting others. So yeah. like that's another like layer of the dykes and shining armor where it's like, am I valuable if I don't protect other people? Right. So like that's a I can't even start talking about that. But that's I feel like a whole other layer. So Lee, what have we decided about our dykes and shining armor? Let's let's recap. Okay. I think the dyke and shining armor trope is is a protector is extremely uh invested in protecting the person that they care about more so than anything else mm-hmm. capable of being themselves saved in return is what else have we covered i'm trying <laughs> trying good. to remember it all um i mean we can talk like it can't skirt the moral, line of yeah moral, yeah moral ambiguity and moral ambiguity also like 50 50 on whether it's a little too heteronormative gotta it's gotta be still a little delicate split, right delicate yeah. balance of yeah. the heteronormativity of the dyke and shining armor because but overall Sometimes they are like I I would say some of them still feel more heteronormative to me. Like yes. bound especially I would put oh, up there yeah. on the relationship dynamic that feels too heteronormative for well, a gay that's couple. Also, like at that time I feel at like they were time, just like they were just like lesbians must be one sort of manly woman who like this is the man in the relationship and this is the woman like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it felt like you needed to delineate who wears the pants, ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. And it's like you don't have to delineate that anymore, I feel like. But yes, overall, I eat that shit up. Give me more dikes in shining armor. Give us all the dikes in shining armor, honestly. It. Keep them coming. All right. Ready for our Q and gay? I'm so ready. Hit me. Q, 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 Q and, 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 and gay. Here we go. Question number one. Who's your favorite Dyke in Shining Armor? A, Xena, B, Nicole Hot, C, Lucy Diamond, or D, Shira? Oh, man. This is such a hard... This isn't a, this episode. I attack. mean, it is an attack. I... Listen, I love Lucy Diamond. I really do. I feel like as far as specifically for the, the Dyke in Shining Armor trope, I I have to go hot. Yep. You gotta I go. I feel like hot, hot is the quintessential the definition. Man. Yeah. You look up Dykes and Shining Armor, her picture's there. She is the template. Yes. She is the template. <laughs> okay. Question two, Ellie. Are you A, a Dyke and Shining Armor, or B, a Pillow Princess? Good question. <laughs> you don't want to answer, do you? <laughs> it's going to be a B for me. You can lie to us. You it's can lie to us, It's going to be a B Ellie. for me, everyone. I'm sorry, but, you know, not in that way. I just wrote Pillow Princess because I thought it was funny, but... I like to be taken care of. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a good savior. <laughs> I was going to let you lie and get away with it. but No, no, I can't lie. I can't lie to you, Lee. You know. You know too much. <laughs> all right. Question number three. I could have been making is, all the faces at you and nobody would have known. <laughs> is there another option? It's really just that. That's it. Okay. I, That's all I, we wrote in the question. I'm yeah, it's just those two. Sort of. A, I'll, let's, I'll say switch? Question mark. <laughs> Okay. All right. What what is switch in this scenario, Page Boy? Like, what are we oh, what are we okay, working yeah, with here? Yeah, yeah. Switch <laughs> slash. Page boy. What's our medieval metaphor to go? Yes, with? I like that. 
page boy. Okay, great, great. But I think I'm still a princess and it's okay. All right, question number three, Lee. Does a DSA have to be morally good? A, yes, or B, no? Listen, I, you know, I feel like I came into this episode thinking yes, and I'm leaving like a firm no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've, you won me over. You convinced me. (laughs) Did it. (laughs) Okay. Question four, Ellie. Do you think Dykes and Shining Armor are too heteronormative? Yes, no, or it depends? I'm going to go with it depends. Mm. I do feel like they lean a little, a little hetero for me, but if you give me the right kind, I can I can vibe on the queerness of it. Give you a Lucy Diamond and Give you're, me a Lucy you're Diamond good to go. and it's okay, yeah. Sure. Question number five. What would your weapon of choice be as a DSA? A sword, B gun, C pipe, or D candlestick? Listen, if you're gonna go Dyke and Shining Armor, you go for the sword. You go sword full, lesbian full on all the way. You go for the sword. Have all you seen have you seen the the TikTok lumberjack lesbian who has a sword now? <laughs> have no. you seen this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is she just like chopping wood with a sword? Yeah, I, I mean think she I have. she also chops a lot of wood with her axes. Yeah, yeah, that, I've that seen was her, her do thing. It with but the then axe. I don't think I've seen the sword. Oh, she got a sword at one point. You'll have to look her up. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Anyways, we the answer is sword. You got to go for a sword. The answer is sword. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q and A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Up Pod. Let me hear you say hip 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 hip. Okay. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode, and we would like to say. Um, a huge thank you to everyone who's been replying to the comments on our School for Good and Evil should have been gay post because that shit is getting wild. A plus wild. work, everyone. And yeah, you're all so clever and you're really sticking it to all the people who are like, but they were twins. They're gay. The the straights are out for us and it's just silly. It's silly. It's so silly. Like the entire point of our show is just to say people are gay. Like, it's a joke, everyone. But also, they're yeah. all gay. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. We also want to shout out a user on Instagram who reached out to us to thank us for talking about coming out at your own pace and how not everybody is out uh, all the time or to everyone in their lives uh, immediately and how everybody sort of needs their own timing and their own journey. Um, and that's okay. So thank you to that user for reaching out to us. And yeah, you know take you your are. time. Take your time, everyone. Do you, you do your journey you do how you. you need to. You do yes, you. That's right. You do you. As always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Tanya Ferguson, Sarah and Julia, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Aidy Benitez, Fiona W., and Sophia Phillips. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Andrea Doucette, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all so much to you and to all of our patrons. We absolutely could not keep doing this podcast without all of your support. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at lesshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up every week. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. Les Hangout is an independently produced show. It's hosted by us with audio production by Ellie. Our production assistant is Krista Murison, and Twitter shenanigans and various other things are done by me. 
If you want to support the podcast, the easiest thing to do is to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We love hearing what you have to say. If you want to join our Patreon, you get access to our Discord chat, to our Love Essentials watch parties. You get access to ad-free episodes and our Patreon bonus episodes, all sorts of other good stuff. You can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, it is the perfect time to get some new pride gear at bit.ly slash shop. And remember, we also have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at Dollar Bean Prod. Or at our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can check out the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. And we are in the middle of recording for our new musical, Journey to the Heart. We have had some really, really fun recording sessions lately. So yes, if you want to help support us in making more of those musicals like Journey to the Heart, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out, out.